Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Rebecca McCabe. I am the recurring host of the ARP Minute. I am here with Sean Wendell, ERP Advisor Scripps founder and managing principal, to talk a little bit about the market right now and see really where people can go with ERP during these uncertain economic times. So thank you for joining us today, Sean. Sure. You're welcome. Always a pleasure. Of course. Yeah. So we'll just start out. What are some of the things we're seeing right now that are making the times so turbulent and uncertain? Um, the best phrase that I've seen to describe the industry is interesting <clears throat> and really even the economy in general. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I remember, um, years ago, the phrase cautiously optimistic was out there. I don't think anybody would say cautiously optimistic with bank failures and, uh, price of oil is starting to go up. That's going to be fun. Um, you know, there's, there's turbulence in the leadership of, of the country. Things are changing even globally in terms of currencies. Like there's a lot of interesting things that are happening. Now, the real interesting thing to me is where does it all end up? We don't know. So if you're in the middle of an ERP evaluation and you're looking at all these macroeconomic factors, like, what do you do? Right. And I think that's the crux of what, what we're going to talk about here. And I mean, as always, I think it comes down to three things that, that an organization has to keep in mind. The first thing is, look, if you don't really got to do it, don't do it. Those are my phrases. Gotta. I love that word. Gotta. I want it to stick. Don't do this unless you got to do it for real. Definitely. This isn't a time to make a, um, sort of a, an opportunistic investment, you know, cash, cash is king right now. Hopefully it's at the right banks. Yeah. Um, but we have a client that, uh, that we're helping them through a, a global financial selection and their bank was Silicon Valley bank. So it's happening to people where their cash is literally like where it's going on. Fortunately, they were okay. So you don't want to go through this unless you actually have to do this. That's the first thing in mm-hmm. terms of an ERP selection and, and even a switch. The second thing is, is there is a difference between selecting software and purchasing software. Meaning if you're evaluating software um, and you're putting pulling together a business case, there's usually a good reason why. And and that that reason is a fundamental reason, regardless of the economic trends or whatever is happening, whether it's turbulent times or not. So you know there's probably a good driver for it. And you're going through the selection process. That doesn't mean you have to buy. So it's actually a really, really good time to do your research to be sure about the vendors in the space, the differentiation, the solutions, what your team is going to need to do to be successful with an implementation. Because, you know, ultimately times change. There will be more certainty. Mm-hmm. I think I think what we're going through overall, even even as a as a race, mankind, there's a lot of changes that we're having to confront right now. Mm-hmm. And and some of them are good, some of them are not so good, but ultimately you know, I believe that we're evolving. This is an evolution that man has to go through, whether it's AI taking over the world or what, we don't know yet what's going to happen. But if you look at some the things that are ultimately happening, there, there's good things that, and I, I believe in man, that we will get through this 
And look at what happened in, you know, before COVID, right? It was a very prosperous time, even after COVID. Mm -hmm. And those companies, those organizations that invested and did their homework beforehand so that they could on a dime be ready to implement were the ones that really benefited when the times got good. So I do think that's the second thing is do your homework now, right? And then the third thing is this, that, that at the end of the day, Regardless, again, of economic changes, economic um, impacts, what ultimately drives the success for an ERP is the internal team. Now, you know, our clients know they have the right software. Our clients know they have the right implementation partner, right? Our clients know that their team is set up to be successful. We do the homework with them. We go through those steps, right? But but regardless, again, of, of economic times, if you have the right team and they have the availability now, maybe demand is flattening out a little bit because the last several years have been through the roof. Crazy, right? Maybe now the demand's going down. We have great people. Let's take their time to do the implementation now, right? Mm -hmm. If we've done the homework, do the implementation. So, so those are three things that I would definitely offer. Yeah, for sure. And I know being industry experts, we know that needs analysis, selection, those things take so much time. And lots of these businesses aren't necessarily looking at that. They're not thinking, they're going to think that they're going to go in and they know what software they want and that's what they're going to select. Whereas exactly. we see all the time that we have clients come in here who are set on something and then once we get into it, they're not anymore. They that's realize right. that there's a better solution out there. And so that can definitely stall a project if people think they're just going to go in and get it done. Exactly. Um, you kind of started to touch on this, but... What are some reasons that businesses are so unwilling to invest in these things right now? Mm -hmm. When they know, we obviously know that these are great trends, like it's going to take time, they need to be doing these things, but why are business leaders so hesitant? Great question. Um, and, and I think there's there's fundamentals and it comes down to cash. Mm -hmm. So in an uncertain time, do you want to tie up your capital on a, again, an opportunistic project or do you hold on to it in case something happens, right? And when you don't know what the something is, it's very easy to have more of a defensive position. Um, we even see this with some of our private equity firms that we're working with right now, where they're telling their portfolio companies, conserve cash, hold on to your cash. Again, hoping that the bank you choose. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, in our business right now, we are investing heavily in people. You know, we're, we're doing things for our existing staff. You're welcome. Um, and, and we're bringing in new people so that, you know, we can again sort of build up and, and be ready to really deliver when, when sort of the economy changes. And it's sort of the same factor. I think that, that a business owner, even a nonprofit, especially nonprofits that maybe their capital structure is more limited that that you have to just be strategic with what you do with cash and it's so easy to leave money in the bank and you know get a very very small percent return on that but it's safe versus let's take the capital let's put it into long-term growth investments you know maybe the stock market's kind of a crazy place everybody feels that with their 401k's <laughs> so I'm not talking about that but I am looking at like an ERP project for our clients where the benefits are real. 
And sometimes they're not, right? We do some clients and and we're like, why are you doing this? They're like, well, that's why we hired you guys was to tell us that. We're like, oh, that's right. No, no. But really you look at the the model and it doesn't make any sense. And I'm not talking about some super complex multi, you know, worksheet workbook that kind of generates an IRR with, you know, what the ROI is going to be over a 10 year period. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about fundamentals. So if, if, if I were like, I'm thinking of a client right now, that's, um, it's a, a pretty big distributor in the building supply industry. And, um, remember what has the building supply industry seen over the last three years, right? Not only has the demand gone through the roof, but actually the margins have gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we have several clients right now that are in that industry that are saying, Hey, we actually have the capital that we can invest in strategic projects. You know, when you're, when you're in building supply, when you're in other, um, some food distributors, usually those margins are super razor thin. So they might not have the capital and that's why they're on old technology. But, but as they're looking into the future and sort of realizing, huh, you know, um, our industry is being Uberized by new technology. And if we don't become the Uber and we're the follower, we might get left behind. So I think it's, it's one of these, these situations where uh, getting back to your question about why not do it, you can look very macro level. You can look across an industry and um, I think what we've seen is the most beneficial with our clients is, don't do that. I mean, literally, I'm like the only person on the planet who would probably say that. Instead, you know, you have to look at your universe. You have to look at, I'm thinking of three different food distributors right now. One of them makes sense to grow. Uh, one of them makes sense to shrink. The other one makes sense to stay the same for different drivers. Each business is totally different, even though they do about the same thing. The building uh, supply companies I mentioned, we're working with several of them right now. Our recommendations are all across the board for them because one is driven from a multi-generation, the next generation's taking over the business. They're savvy, sort of more willing to accept the, the risks of technology and they, 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 they want that. That's, that's how they want to drive the business. The other isn't they're They're freaked out about new technology. And so we're going more legacy technology for them. So it really does come down to, you know, an organization, a nonprofit, uh, for-profit business. You have to look at sort of your view and your universe, your, your customers, your vendors, your employees, your business processes, you know, your cash position, and, and sort of make the decision from a cause point, I would mm-hmm. say, how can we be more at cause here and not wait for some, something, I don't even know what, right. Yeah. The, the feds, uh, you know, the, the, the global war, I mean, who knows what's going on? Like you kind of just got to keep the show on the road and yeah. keep running down the tracks. And I think if an organization takes that myopic view of my world and what I'm doing and what I'm trying to solve. And I'm thinking the leadership team start with that. You know, there's great deals to be made in enterprise software right now. I mean, you're covering, these guys are still making a lot of money. They are right. Yep. And they're, they're investing in a lot of their, their kind of community things and everything else. But there's a lot of margin that these software vendors make. And so there's a lot of room they can give us yeah. to make a good deal, especially if they like 
the the myopic view that the organization has like we're i'm thinking of a field services company we're working with right now it's going to revolutionize their business we got some great discounts on that because the software vendors want to be a part of that change yeah. also yeah definitely and like you were saying we see a lot of just advancement from them too they're doing more with the technology that they have in a in order to empower businesses, especially during economic downturn, if you need that functionality, it's probably best to be looking at it right now. Yep. And each business has its own nuances, like you were saying. And really, as you were saying, some industries might be struggling, and <laughs> but your business isn't. Maybe your business isn't an industry, but you're still expanding and you still have so much going on. For businesses like that that realize that something has to be done, but maybe hesitant to do it right now. What are some of the major factors that you think would help build a business case even during economic downturn? You already mm -hmm. kind of mentioned some of mm -hmm. them. Yeah, I think something that I haven't touched on, um, it, it does get to technology. So, so right now, um, we're, we're sort of in a, um, an eddy thinking of, uh, Will, who's probably a kayaker on this time also. At least I live through Will's adventures yeah. in life. So he does everything. So. He does everything. That's right. But but it, I, I think from a from a technology evolution, we're going from cloud. We're going from you know we started talking about this machine learning and AI to now everything is really AI, right? Like yeah. really really AI 2.0, 3.0, whatever the right code. I was listening to a. Um, an interview recently from a gentleman who was involved with artificial intelligence in like the eighties and what they were seeing and, you know, the, the, the large language processing and all these yeah. different sort of technologies. It's a chat GPT 4.0, all this other stuff that's coming out. And, and we are sort of on the verge of kind of a, the next wave of technology. We yeah. definitely are. Right. Yeah. And so when, when you're in an un uncertain economic time, but you see the techno technology moving forward and you can sort of look across industry. You can look at things like what, again, I, I go back to Uber or you go, that's such a simple example, but it's a good one. But, but you look at even um, like I just started a nutritional program mm -hmm. and you know, the nutritionist has this amazing software that like, you know, you set your appointments and you get reminders, but it's not just that. It's also like, here's your nutritional program. You know, here's, here's uh, some links to some things that could help you. And you're like this whole experience with, with her patients is totally different because of this platform. That's just a tiny example, much less the large organizations that are building these next generation apps and things that are going on for field services and others that if, if you don't have certain, like a platform in place, then when the next trend comes, you are going to miss out. You're going to be left behind. You're going to be left behind. And, and there's a lot of businesses out there, a lot of organizations out there that are still working from, you know, an AS400 IBM mid-range framework because it works for their business. But when you start talking to some of the employees that are a little bit more um, forward-looking, Right. Or they're, they're a little bit more, um, I don't know, they're, they're talking to their kids and they, they hear how their kids are just, you know, interacting with their schools online, even, yeah. right. Or their sports teams online. And somebody says, well, if, if, if you're doing this with the sports team or whatever, we should be able to do that for the business, you know? And then that person says, so why aren't we doing all this stuff? Right. And like, oh, we can't, like, we just can't. So what I'm trying to get to is in an uncertain time, 
it's a great time to catch up with where the technology's at. Bottom line. Yeah. And maybe you're ahead and don't change. I wouldn't. I mean, if I was fully up to speed, like right now for my firm, for ERP advisors, we're making no technology changes. Actually, we're making some improvements on our data migration side, right? Really getting the security super, super, super strong. It's been great, but we're getting it to the next level because we're preparing to deliver. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's what this all comes down to is in an emergency situation like this economy is, is you have to prepare to deliver. Because when we come out of this, and we will, you know, there's still a lot of money in the economy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we pumped a lot of money and in 2020. Maybe that's what's led to inflation. I don't know. <laughs> At least it kept things afloat, though. That's yeah. for sure. It helped us, you know, mm -hmm. did the PPP loans for a lot of our clients, you know, that yeah. really helped to keep them going. But there's a lot of money out there. And if you can use that for getting kind of up to par, now is the time to do it. Because the other thing that's happening is coming out of 2020, that all of the software vendors, all of the implementation partners were extremely busy. It was like subcontractors in construction, like good luck trying to get that, you know, yeah. new addition to your house, right? Like mm -hmm. it takes forever. Same thing with the implementation partners and the software vendors. Now that things are slowing down a little bit, not just are they slowing down a little bit, but as we're also seeing, the software vendors are letting go of some people. We won't yeah. name any names, yes. but their cost structures, their their they're um, fixing, they're, they're correcting their cost structures so that their margins are going back up. So you do have an availability, believe it or not, even though they're letting go of people, they're actually more available to do projects. And so it's a good time for that too. Yeah, definitely. And something that we see all the time when we're looking for the news, planning for the week, cybersecurity. Mm. I mean, that's something too that people have to consider even during times of economic downturn. If you're on an old system and you're just waiting, buying time, yeah. you're putting yourself at more risk. Yeah, it's and true. Yeah. And ultimately, it's just about you got to think about the future. If you are always thinking about the now, right. nothing's going to ever change. Yeah. And I mean, here we are, you know, advising on some of the biggest investments that our clients will make on sort of the, the back office you know, but they'll buy machines, they'll buy buildings, they'll buy facilities for sure. But if you look at like the investment in your people, you look at the, the, the knowledge worker tools or shop floor tools, like, oh, we're going to go buy a bunch of, you know, like wrenches and, and sockets and, and all the rest of everything. That's fine. But if you look at like an investment in the actual business, enterprise software is probably the biggest business investment that a company is yeah. going to make, an organization is going to make. And if you, if you don't do that, you are, you're, you're running a risk of um, not really being able to scale an organization because I've talked about this before that mm -hmm. enterprise software is like a mind M I N D you shove all the information in there and then people can take it out and make better decisions from, you know, it's like, you know, you walk through the forest and you, again, thinking of will, and you get, you know, bit by a snake, you're probably not going to go to that part of the forest or, yeah. you know, out in the prairies, like near, I saw one one time and uh, I never go back to that place over by uh, Chatfield Reservoir, actually. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going there. I, I got to go someplace else, you know? Um, so you, that's what I mean. Like, okay, for sales, who do we sell the best to? Tell us about the, the our, our prospects. Which prospects do we close the, mo close the best? Where is all that? Well, it's in a salesperson's head, but we have 30 salespeople. So where do they store, store all their information? 
CRM. Let's go to the CRM. Let's look at this, right? Yeah. So, so if you think about an enterprise software solution, having having this this sort of centralized data source, having people being able to add their information, take the information, make better decisions from it, and even automate what they're doing, like those are fundamentals. Like you can't go wrong when you invest in that. Now, this is totally my own viewpoint too, that I've seen this for years, for decades now, I've worked with organizations that have made these software investments. And the one thing that I would say is different, and this is important if, as, as organizations are listening, is people who have the ability to go out and really buy these solutions and support this and sponsor this for their, their organization, the winners do it. They just do. Not because they're, you know, or they don't do it because they're afraid or because they blah, blah, blah. They do it because they want to win. Yep. And in times like this, those are the people, the organizations that get us through these uncertainties, these interesting times are those that just say, you know, I'm going to flourish and I'm going to prosper. Enterprise software makes a, it makes a total sense for what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And we need that centralized mind so we can get bigger and grow more and give more opportunities to people and all the good stuff that, that this country and many others I think are based on. Um, you know, you can't lose with enterprise software if the fundamentals make sense and you get the right partner who's going to do whatever they can to, to pull it off for success. And I'm telling you, those people are out there. They're available. Call us. We know where to find them. Um, we'll help you find the right partner for this. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to say it. You're either a winner or a loser in this kind of an economy. And and what makes that difference, I think, is the person's viewpoint. They're just their decision, mm-hmm. the organization's decision. You're going to win or you're going to lose. Because when times are good... Everybody, the, the, you know, the, the, the whole like floor comes up for everybody. Right. But when times are bad, there's some of these organizations that just do better and better and better. And what's the difference, you know? And I think it's a viewpoint and doing things like enterprise software can make a ton of sense. Again, don't do something stupid. Don't do that. But if you're looking across growth, you're looking across, um, geographic expansion, more people, more products, more services, and you want to automate basic like procure to pay, order to cash. You know, you want to make your people more productive. You want to give them something more to come into the office to do, you know, or the home, wherever they're working from, you need to connect your people. Those are fundamentals, you know, and that's what enterprise software can solve. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Sean. I think that's a great place to leave off at. I hope lots of you got something out of this. If you're still struggling, have questions, please do not hesitate to reach out. You can contact us at erpadvisorsgroup.com. There will be a contact us button right at the top. And thank you for joining us again, Sean. And I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you. 